0: We have been talking about living offense-free. Will you say that? Living Living. offense-free. Amen. Get into that place where we are living stress-free, strife-free, and (laughs) stuck-free. We're talking about getting to that place in God, and it is a place that you can reach. But we're talking about getting to that place where nothing causes you to stumble, we're talking about getting to that place where, although you offended me, it did not take root. Although the weapon was formed, it did not prosper. Are you with me? So we want to get to that place now. For we've been taking on various subheadings, and I'm not sure how much we will get into it because I want to do a brief critique of what we've discussed thus far. But I want to read this pericope of Scripture in case we don't get back to it. But I want you to understand, beloved, that offense is Satan's number one trap to create division (laughs) among God's people. Not just within the church or the body of Christ, but within Individual homes, relationships, (laughs) Satan, his number one mode of operation, if you will, is to create division. Where there's unity, he wants division. He hates oneness. (laughs) So anytime he sees unity in motion, his job is to get it out of sync. So you have, to be, you have to be very wise when it comes to taking the bait. Amen. So one of the things that we've learned thus far, and you can write this down. In reason, see, I'm a teacher, so I'm going to be repetitive in my teaching. Uh, learning is repetitious. So uh, you may, I never assume that you got it all the first session or the second session or even the third. But I do know the more you hear it, the more you hear it, the more you, you hear it, the more you are inclined now that that thing has taken root. But the word offense we get the Greek word scandalon. Scandalin and it means a snare a stumbling block It's the trigger of a trap It's to cause one to go into error Now the means of stumbling block stresses the method of entrapment so it's when you allow that thing to take root Because offenses are going to come But it's not necessarily the offense itself. It's when you allow the offense to take root. Are you with me? Now, it's how someone, listen to this, because I think we have been skipping over this part of this definition. It's how someone is caught by their own devices. Like, Their personal biases or their carnal thinking. In other words, it's taking, allowing this thing to take root because of my assumptions, my carnal thinking, my biases. Are you with me? Which is nothing more than a sign of spiritual immaturity. We're going to see this. And many are under the illusion of thinking that just because they are saved, they are above being offended. No, you're not. No, 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 no. Oh, that can never happen. We've all been offended. But we all have not taken the bait or allow it to take root. Are you with me? So it's allowing that thing or allowing yourself to be entrapped because of personal biases, carnal thinking. And from that Greek word, scandal, we get the English word, scandalizo, from which we get scandal or scandalized. That's why a good indication that someone allowed that thing to take root, they scandalize an individual now. Defaming them. Oh yeah. Nothing good to say. Now you forget all the good they did for you. But now the focus is on all of the negative. And let me tell you something, people will lie on you. Again, it's inevitable to keep to continue to live this life and at some point not be offended. There are going to be people who will lie on you, lie to you, hurt you, do things that would try to sabotage you. That's why we have to be wise as serpents. Because two things are needed in order for Satan to be successful. He must hide it in hopes that you don't see it and bait it, whereby when it hooked, you're caught. Metaphorically, offense, listen to this, is any person or thing by which one is entrapped, watch this, or drawn into error or sin. So how do I know when I'm offended? When you go into error. When you, it causes you to sin. See, again, there's nothing wrong with getting angry, just don't sin not. That's a human emotion. We just can't be governed. We can't allow that anger to take root. But did it upset you? Surely. But did I take offense? Absolutely not. And that only comes through maturity of God's word. So today for the subheading, let's talk about the love factor. The love factor. And I'm almost positive we'll continue the love factor next week. But let's talk about the love factor now. You don't have to change that, or maybe you can show it for the hearing. But in Luke 17:1, 1, one of our foundational scriptures, notice Jesus said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. So notice he said, it is what? Impossible that no offenses should come. But just don't be the one who causes the offense. Now, listen, they're going to come. But you cannot allow the offense to take root. And there are people all over who are even now bitter. There's great acrimony among a lot of people. Resentful. And see, here's the thing about offense. It hurts you more than the person who either offended you or thought offended you. Harboring unforgiveness doesn't hurt you. I mean, excuse me, it doesn't hurt the other person. It hurts you because it, it, it eats you from the inside out. And that's a great indication that I want all the attention, all the focus, all the on me. So let's talk about the love factor. Notice also in Luke 17, 1, 3, he said, take heed to your So we have to be on guard that I don't allow myself. See, I'm never impressed with how long people can pray in tongues, how long people pray, how consistent they are with coming to worship. That's not really impressive. What impresses me is your ability to not take an offense. Can you be corrected? Can you be rebuked and still stay in your spot? See, that's impressive. But it would seem like the more you pray, the more you pray in Holy Spirit. When we pray in the Holy Ghost, it strengthens us. It seem like you would be able to be a little stronger in that area. There are even pastors who allow saints to keep them offended or allow it to take root. And just let me encourage pastors. Listen, beloved, there are going to be casualties. People are going to come and people are going to go. But you cannot, you cannot allow the offense to take root. Yeah, it hurt. But don't let it take root. Let me say this, just to give you a nugget, it, it, there may be more, but I like to, it, 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 there are three types of people who are going to come to your church. Those who are sent by God, why? why do you say that? Because the scripture tells me that God sets the members in the body as it pleases him. That's why whenever you join a particular ministry, make sure that you are led by the spirit of God. So you have those who are sent by God, those who join because they are emotional. You know, you got, got caught up in the moment, and before you knew it, you were standing there, didn't, didn't really consult God. You would just have to altar, hands raised, eyes closed, and forgot you're still a member across the street. And was blessed tremendously. But yeah, because I know what's been taught here, but I'm, a, but, but it's not about, no, no, I'm not a greedy pastor. I want you to be where God has, see, you are of no value if you're here and not sent by God. I want you to be where God has, that's why it, 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 doesn't, it, well, well, pastor, well, did it fit me? Did it hurt? Yes. But here's the thing. Don't take it personally. I got delivered over that 20 years ago. You can't take it personally. So you have those who are sent by God, those who join off emotions, and those who are sent by the enemy who has been identified as Satan. Paul mentions those. You, You have people who are on assignment to come and to wreck hell and havoc. And I said all that to say when people leave, no, 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 listen, there's no need to allow that thing to take off because some people need to leave. Some people should have left. Some people, listen, some some people realize that, listen, these people are full of the Holy Spirit. These people are led by God, and I cannot, uh, uh, the the assignment that which I purpose to do, they won't let it happen. So I let me go somewhere who's not a praying person. Church, a church that's established by God. So I don't know who that was for, a pastor. But they're gonna come, they're gonna go. And I love them just as much. I, meet, I see, I seen them regularly. Well, not regularly, but I've seen them. Hey, I, I'm just. I, I treat you as if you never left. Because number one, you don't belong to me. This is God's church. I'm just the overseer. Are you here? So let's talk about the love. See, it, it sounds—you'll be amazed. And I know pastors who, who were who've been hurt. And it's not that we don't get hurt; we just gotta be mature enough not to let that thing take root. Are you here? And, and just give you a nugget. Well, okay, holy Spirit, I won't say it. Let's talk about the love. Matthew 5, are you there? Matthew 5, are you there? Well, all these faces, I should hear more voices. Are you there? Now, just to give you, a, Jesus, this is often known or called the Sermon on the Mount. probably the greatest sermon ever preached. And most theologians would agree. And I want you to take note because it begins in chapter 5 and it ends in chapter 7. So there are a lot of great nuggets in here. And the reason why it's called the Sermon on the Mount is because if you remember when Satan was unsuccessful and is trying to tempt Jesus, shortly after Jesus began his Galilean ministry and... People were being saved. Well, people were being healed of all types of uh, sicknesses, demons cast out of people, paralyzed, people healed. And his fame began to go throughout the region and the multitudes began to follow him. So here, the reason why it's called the Sermon on the Mount, again, because of the crowds following him. Jesus got to this place uh, where he was on top of a mountain and he began to sit down or he sat down and began to teach. So that's why it's called the Sermon on the Mount, because he was teaching from a mountain. Are you with me? Now, he begins with the Beatitudes. Now, something to take note about the Beatitudes, he declares that blessed. If you do this, blessed are they if blessed But here's the thing, if you do, (laughs) are you here? And that word blessed, it literally means to prosper and not just prosper, prosper spiritually, but also materially, physically. Are you with me? Now, in this message, and this just for Nugget, it, it, it's a good passage of Scripture to read because he covers just about every facet of life. He deals with you and I. We're the salt of the earth, the light of the world. He deals with the voice, prayer, fasting. Even, it's in Matthew 5 where we see that Jesus is even the fulfillment of the law. And the portion that we're reading is he begins to deal with loving your enemies. Are y'all here? Loving your enemies. Are you with me? You have heard, beginning at verse 43, you have heard that it was said you shall what? Love your neighbor, your fellow man, and hate your enemy. See, the Pharisees were bad about the eye for an eye. But I say... To you. Jesus speaking. But I I know what the word is on the street. I know how social media treats people. And I know how your mama in them, cousin in them react. But I say, I know what you are used to. I know you want to clap back. But I say. See, see, I'm I'm talking to Christians here. Notice we're often offended because of our immaturity, carnal thinking, personal biases. But I say to you, love. We're about to get into some... We're in the two feet now, but we're about to go deeper. See, we like the two feet, eh, splash, eh, get our feet wet, because it it takes greater adroitness when your feet no longer can touch. See, now you got to do some work. Oh, see, I'm good right here in three feet. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, look at me. Uh, uh, See, yeah, yeah, but now we're about to get into deeper waters where you actually got to use your effort. Well, let me be proper. Okay. And maybe, stay focused. But I say to you, love. See, the environment we came out of, it's an eye for an eye. You hurt me, I hurt you. You curse me, I curse you. Saved, sanctified. And full of Holy Spirit. But I say to you, love, circle that word love. As a matter of fact, I would circle, I say to you, love. Or I would put, I love. Circle, I love. I love. In response to your mistreatment, I choose to. See, when you understand agape, it's an unconditional love. It seeks no response. It loves Elena because that's its nature. That's what it does. So whether you treat me good or bad, I love. We're about to see this. See, agape is not contingent, Sister Moore, upon you do right by me. Show me respect and I'll show you respect. See, it's been said. In order to get respect, you got to give. But I say, even when they don't show you respect, love. But I say to you, love. That is, unselfishly seek. Listen to this, the best or higher good for all. See, listen, we're talking about getting to that place, Andrea, where nothing. See, you can't think the best about your enemy unless you're at that place where nothing. Great peace have they that love your law and nothing offends them. See, that's a matured place. And you would be amazed, man of God, how many people have been saved longer than you've been born who have yet To get to that place where nothing offends them. This is serious. And we hide behind the jumping, the running, the shouting. And and, and, in five minutes after leaving service, can't love. See... But I say to you, love that is unselfishly seek the best. Uh, see again, pastors wish people God speed, bless you. And I'm like this if, uh, Amen. And I told somebody recently if you feel like you can go anywhere else and do whatever, God bless you, man. I'm not, I'm not love you. Again, it's God's church. It's His vision, not mine. Except God build a house. See, I'm never moved because it's his vision. And as long as I stay connected to his vision, not your vision. See, see, if I'm connected to your vision, then, then you can pull my strings. But it's his vision. And I'm talking to pastors, you you have to have the mindset, if it's just me and Jesus, as long as I do not abort the vision, he will do whatever he has to do. Well, how am I going to survive the same way you've been surviving? God! (laughs) He is your source. Are you here? Who's that for? But I say to you, love, that is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for your enemies. And. When was the last time you prayed for someone who persecuted you? When, when the offense came, did you pray or did you pray? Did you P-R-A-Y or begin your assault on P-R-E-Y-I-N-G? So now I'm praying on you, trying to sabotage See, guys, this is a place. See, see, we, uh, we, 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 you know, we say we want to be like Jesus, but do you really want to be like Jesus? Not just in the area of casting out devils, it, or just one devil, but many demons. But not just in the area of casting out demons and 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 and, and, and seeing miraculous things happen. No, but can you love like Jesus? Seriously, when was the last time you prayed for the person who, or did we, oh, no, uh uh-uh, no, my mama didn't raise me like that, no, uh uh-uh, see, What is Jesus doing here in verse 44? He's creating a new standard. Why do you say it? Because it's been said, but but, but I'll say. (laughs) He's creating a new standard, minister, on how we are to conduct ourselves as sons and daughters of the most high. See, we, we don't like to do it Or respond the way he does because, again, we are moved on feelings. It's it's not... See, agape doesn't move by feelings. No, No one said it felt good. He didn't say focus on how it felt. He said pray for him. See, we... See, here's what gets me. We... We, we we know all the money scriptures, how to get money. We know all the healing scriptures. Nothing wrong with that. God bless that. We we know all how to rise above uh, uh, haters and all. But 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 we don't want to love. But I say to you, love that is unselfishly seek the best. Or high, look, the higher good. Oh, you know what? You offended me, but I want to buy your lunch today. Matter of fact, you don't even have to say you offended me. Can I buy your lunch? See, it, it's not the offense; it's allowing it to take root. You see, see, watch this now. Because of that wisdom, it's going to kill that thing. Why? Because I didn't respond. The way that you thought that I would. And if you do it again, I'm going to bless you again. Ah. Who is this for? Verse 45. So that you. wait, Wait. Love your enemies so that you may show yourselves to be what? children of your father who is in you remember we've seen it several weeks ago in first John for as Jesus is so are we in this world and I said then, and I said again now just like he treated people just like he loved people just like he forgave people that's how we suppose it See, we just want to be like Jesus when it comes to to knocking down walls and uh, (laughs) leaping over tall buildings. No, no, be like him in loving. So that you may what? Show yourselves to be children of of your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 5, 9, you don't have to turn there, but when we talked about the Beatitudes, it, it, it reads, bless are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So if I'm a peacemaker, rest assured, that's a woman of God. That's a son of God. And if I'm not a peacemaker... For he makes his, for he makes his what? Son, rise on what? Those who are evil and those who are good and makes the rain fall on the righteous, those who are morally upright, and the unrighteous, the unrepentant, those who oppose him. So notice, again, agape loves even those who oppose him, them. Notice he makes his sun rise on the just and the unjust, those who are good, those who are not good. Do you see it? It's right here. In your Bible. So agape, it doesn't seek a response. And it's not moved by the wrong response. It's going to love anyhow. See, again, that's deep water. And you can't get there just by showing up every week. There has to be a life lived of devotion, not just hearing the word, but doing what it says. Are you here? Verse 46, for if you love only those who love you, what, what reward have you done? Do not even tax collectors do that? And tax collectors were despised members of society because they were crooked. In their business affairs. Listen, he said, man, you, you, you know better than those who despise. They, they love their own. It's easy to love the lovable. And that's where most Christians stop. Their love does not extend beyond those who are lovable. We got to do better, guys. Verse 47, and if you greet only your brothers, wishing them God's blessings and peace, what, what more than others are you doing? Bless you, man. Bless you, man of God. Bless you. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Yeah, but, but see, that's what he wants you to say to the person who cut you off. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Don't engage in road rage. Don't roll your window down and start, no, uh-uh, bless you. Smile. See, it's hard. Why? Because it's, it's, that's. And if you agree, only your brothers wishing them God's blessings and peace, what more than others are you doing? Do not even the Gentiles who not, who do not know the Lord do that? Verse 48, you therefore would be perfect. Again, and you've heard me say it for years now. That word perfect in the Greek, it it doesn't mean to be flawless. Perfect in the Greek literally means to be full grown, to mature, to do the necessary elements in order to reach that place of maturity. It's following a process of things in order to reach that place of maturity. You just don't wake up full grown and mature. It's a... Development process, and see that's why the more you do it, the more you are inclined to repeat doing the right thing. So you have to do it, and wherever I feel, you have to do it. You have to know that that just like lifting weights, you have to know that this pain, you know, even though it hurts, my muscle is getting stronger and bigger. And watch this. And because of that, you are able to take more. You can resist more. Why? Because of the mass. Are you here? So a lot of believers need to strengthen their spiritual muscles have a membership They just don't take advantage of it just like you join a gym don't be be a good steward you know I'm not just giving you money every month and I'm not showing up no I'm a part of this club he's just not gonna debit my account and I'm talking about I don't feel like I'm gonna start I'm gonna go tomorrow no uh-uh. There's how many other days in a month your mindset to be, you can count, I'm going to be there half of them. If it's 30 days, I'm going to be there 15 of them. Or 20. And for some, it should be 30. It, 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 no, th- you know what I'm saying. Being, I'm taking advantage of. For me, it's almost 30. Well, if you take out the, well, yeah. So... You, therefore, would be what? Perfect. What? When you do this, growing into what? Spiritual maturity. Do you see this? Both in mind, character, actively integrating godly values in your daily life as your heavenly father is perfect. Notice. Now, listen. To see this and don't do it, you're like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. So when offense come, I take it. Why? Because I'm like the foolish man. Why? Because I didn't do what the word says to do. So great is the offense. Because had I only just prayed for them, had I only just blessed them. Oh, are you here? So when he gets to the conclusion of this message, let me see it. Uh, Matthew 7, 24, Amplified. So when it gets to the conclusion, watch this. So everyone who hears these words of mine and, see, you just can't hear. See, See, we deceive ourselves when we just hear only, James says. Don't just be hearers of the word only. Do what it says. So everyone who what hears these sayings of mine and acts on them will be what like a see here see you you've heard me echo that word wise man a far sighted practical and sensible man who built his house on the rock. What was the one about floods come and the rains blow? Is that? But, but, but what I want you to see here is that when I act on this, I'm like a wise man. Practical, farsighted. Are you here? Psalm 119, 165. <sighs> no. Uh, yeah, okay, you have it up. Let's read this together. Ready? Let's read. Great. Peace have they which love that law, and nothing, and nothing shall offend them. Again, to love God's law is to live in agreement with his word. It is to do what his word says. It's not that offense won't come. It's me doing what his word says in response to an offense. So, First down, 5-3. Let's look at this real quick. I'll write this down. Choosing to be offended is a sign of emotional and spiritual immaturity. Choosing to be, see, it's a choice. Choosing to be offended is a sign of emotional and spiritual immaturity. Well, how how do you say that? Verse 38 says, when we love, we we will grow into spiritual maturity. So what's the opposite of maturity? Immaturity. (laughs) First John 5, 3, look at this. For the true love, see, that word love goes again, of God is this, that we what? Habitually Keep his commandments, his words, his precepts, his laws. And when I say laws, the word of God, not the Ten Commandments only. The, The word of God. As a matter of fact, a new faith has come. So you're not bound by the Ten Commandments. Are you here? It's good to keep them. Another message. For the true love of God is this, that we habitually keep his commandments. And I had to say that because most people, when you say commandments, they think the, the Ten Commandments. No, his word is his command, his laws. His Keep his commandments and remain what? Focus on his precepts. And then he says his commandments... And his commandments and his precepts or his principles are not difficult. They're not hard to obey. Why don't we obey rebellion? Stubborn. Stubborn. bullheaded? headed Again, it's not that offense does not come, but lovers of God's word. Listen, lovers of God's word. Lovers of God's word. Lovers of God's word, Andrea, won't allow it to take root. Why? Because lovers of God's words will do what it says, Alina. See? Do you get that? People who are mature will brush off an offense and remarks of a person who's not having a good day. See, people who are mature won't allow themselves to be troubled by the offenses of other individuals. Proverbs 19 and 11 Amplified. Watch this. Um. You there? Listen, we're talking about the love factor, but we haven't really got into the love factor. But That's what we're talking about, the love factor. See, again, guys, We we like shallow, but it's the deep that that shows a mark of maturity. I'm not impressed, but that's not really impressive. You have your bathing suit on, standing straight up and having fun in two feet of water. That's not impressive. What impresses me is when you can get in eight feet, ten feet, and do what it do. See, that's Maturity. And a lot of saints need to learn how to swim. Good sense and discretion, prudence, insight. We just, didn't we just see foresight, wisdom? Good sense and discretion make a man what? Slow to anger. And it is his honor and glory to, look, look guys, look at me, overlook a transgression or an offense without seeking revenge and harboring resentment. Well, how, 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 how do you know you're offended? You're seeking revenge, you're, resent, you're resentful. You're harboring it. It 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 consumes your day. That word, overlook, it means it literally means to pass over, to let go, to ignore, to disregard, to take no notice of. Are y'all hearing this? It means, you know what? I'm gonna let that go. See, that's maturity. I'm gonna disregard that last statement. What do you in essence you're saying, man? I'm I'm, I'm more mature than that. It means to take notice of. Oh, take no notice of, I'm sorry. Yeah, X that out. Put take no, make sure you put no notice of. <laughs> Yeah, he said take notice of it. No. <laughs> take no notice of The one I like is let go. To overlook good sense and discretion, make a man slow to anger, and it is honor and glory to let go of a transgression or an offense without seeking revenge and harboring resentment. We can let go of offenses, guys. See, it's not going to let you go. You have to let it go. See, you have to remember, Sister Situ, that its job is to entrap you. So you have to let it go. Are you here? Not getting many amens today. But it's okay. See, 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 this is a good. And I'm going to get to a place of closing. But this is a good lesson to go home and practice today. Everybody clapping but married, people. This is a good place to... No, no, no. Love. Look at your. Look at someone. Say love. Love. Spouse. Look at your spouse. Say love. Love. Don't look the other way. Look at your husband. Look at your wife. Say love. See how I'm looking at Pastor. Love. Hey, you don't see me scared. Love. Even when I'm unlovable. Love. See no 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 see 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 oh he go he a little marriage counseling see here's what we do we we, we wait on him act like we think that no 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 they, I said to you what did Jesus say love. see see what we do now bump that on now now you you gotta get you when you do right out there. love see again two feet of water we like that this is deep water. So, so you know you know, uh, you, you know. <laughs> hey I, I'm just trying to help you man yeah I mean I, I'm just the Lord just looking out for the prayers that you prayed this my Lord you I know you put us together Jesus And I don't know how we're gonna get through this you do know how you're gonna get through love see nobody clapping but single people. Nobody clapping with single people. (laughs) And the one married person who thinks they're in the right. I told him He ain't tell you to do that. He said love. He didn't tell you to throw it in her face. He said love. Let, let, Let me close right here. Listen. And I want to start right here. Listen. Get serious for a moment. You know what all this boils down to, Sister Moore? And we'll pick up right here next week. All of this boils down to people being offended. What it boils down to is misunderstanding. Yeah. Misunderstanding. Taking words or statements in the wrong sense. Or understanding what was taken wrongly. That's all it is. People get offended over a misunderstanding. Failure to understand or interpret rightly the words or behaviors of another person. And they let it take root. All because of a misunderstanding. And, and listen, if I get in it, if I get in it now, are y'all here? And see, Pastor's giving some counseling nuggets now. If y'all can pick it up, catch it, if not, go back and hit something. on the But, but here, here's the point. It, she said, like, it takes communication. It, all of that is great, and good, it does. But, but here's what we got to focus on. If you love, there's going to be communication. If you do whatever, if you do what Jesus said do, not Oprah, not Dr. Phil, God bless. We, look, J- Jesus said, i said say it. Well, uh, you know now, I understand what you're saying, Pastor, but I have a doctorate in unlocking distorted minds and twisted thinking and people who are severely, I said, what's she say? It doesn't matter how many degrees you got. I said, see, nobody says it's going to be easy. Cause you got to use your effort. Well, said, see, see, that's what we misunderstand. there, uh, there is a misunderstanding. We think nobody says it's gonna be easy, but it gets easier the more you do it. Ah, are y'all here? So, uh, the, oh, it's a lot. We got to deal with that on that misunderstanding, being misunderstood. I don't want to get into it because I take too much time. But I I want you to remember this. Being offended only hurts you. No one else is affected by your decision to take an offense but you. Do you hear what I just said? Being offended, Katrina, only hurts you. Nobody else is affected by your decision to to, to take an offense but you. You're the only one affected by it. Are you here? Incorporate this into your prayer life. It's a simple prayer. Father, help me to walk in freedom from my offenses. May I generously shower people with the grace you've showered upon me. That's all. Just go back and read Matthew 5, what we just read. Ask him to help you. Watch this. Didn't do it. See, we just can't pray and sit and, and wait. On No, no. But it boils down to a misunderstanding. But I submit to you, the most important ingredient and in get into that place where nothing offends you, is understanding the love factor. Get into that place, man, where we respond like Jesus, which indicates, hey, that I'm a son, that I'm a daughter. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit shakinagloryfc.com